sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. Number one sports and recreation podcast known around the globe as Cheap Heat. Welcome aboard as we head towards Halloween weekend. I am joining you from a beautiful fall day here in the capital of planet Earth, New York City. And I'm joined in Philadelphia by the physically large Stack Eye Greg. The capital of planet Earth feels like an undersell. I gotta say, I would, I would say the, the capital of the galaxy. Wow. Universe. Wow. Thank you. You know, the capital of the Milky Way galaxy, something like that. Something. Thank you, SGG. It's uh, New planet York, Earth. Just. York, I'm sure New York appreciates that as a locale. Um, and from the uh, president, uh, from the president, from the capital of uh, Snowflake, Hollywood, <laughs> Dipperstein. There he is. Look at that. I just discovered, um, I just used the last of my coffee creamer. That's it. So now this little item that I have to go replace is just like a long trip down the Hollywood Hills to the supermarket for one little quick item. It's the worst. I was wondering what, it it looked intense too when you were making that call. I was like, he has a process I'm not I have a coffee a, drinker, but I could just appreciate the process that I'm witnessing right now. I use the the gimmicky flavorings, the the caramel macchiato. The let me tell you something, SGG. No grown adult uses the kind of creamer that he uses in their home on a regular basis. The only time I use a creamer <laughs> like this is when I'm in WWE catering and they have every creamer available. No normal <laughs> adult, they either pour in a little bit of real milk, almond milk, oat milk, whatever it is, and then if they're a sugar type, eh, I put in a little sugar, a little sweet and low, whatever. I personally am just a pour in some almond milk, pour in some oat milk, call it a day. No sugar, nothing. Dipperstein the amount of calories and fat in the delicious creamer that he has. It's, <laughs> it's I like, can't I mean oat milk I'll put in. Whole milk is like I might as well drink a bottle of Windex. Really? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally bad. poison. Wow. It's literally like drinking arsenic. Oh, I, I like whole milk if I have the option <laughs> of it. Like, of course. I like. Who doesn't like oh, whole oh, milk? Oh, oh, you mean from a color right. no no, hold on, Dip. What's the name of the kind of, of creamer you're using? You know, it's it's a gimmick. Creamer. No, but what's it called? It's, well, what's, look at the bottle. Where's the bottle? Are it's they right are they paying him enough to mention this? This is this is Dibberstein now. 
That's true. It's valuable. Oh, yeah. International let me... Delight. What's... It's called International Delight? Caramel Macchiato. Hold on. It's my favorite. Inter- <laughs> putting it in eggs. I put it in eggs. I'm making caramel macchiato eggs. Oh, is, is it sugar-free? No. It's There's sugar inter- International Delight French Vanilla <laughs> Flavored Coffee Creamer? No, caramel macchiato. Caramel yes, macchiato. You get it right. Yeah. All right, all right I got it. I got macchiato. it. International Delight Caramel Macchiato Flavored Coffee Creamer. Yeah, one, there's not that much sugar. One tablespoon has two Weight Watchers points. Not that bad, considering oh. how delicious it is. Not you bad. Think dip is stopping at one uh, tablespoon. With coffee, or with a uh, with a with a chocolate chip cookie. Are you having Are you having more than one one tablespoon? I'm dumping it in. You're dumping. It's being, yeah. yeah, I'm being dumped. Yep. Yeah. Or 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 should I say I'm plopping it in? You're pl- yeah, yeah. It's plopping and plopping. By the way, Susie I, plop. I, we, by the way, we won't spend. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, no, Susie plopped. But I, 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 we cannot, before we get into wrestling this week, I have to be honest, I was not thrilled with the Curb premiere. I, so, okay. We, let's so just I be watched, honest, everyone. I watched it again <laughs> last night because I wanted to give it a, a chance. Okay. I had about 15 people over my house to watch the show. The first night. The first night it aired. And... It you have, by the way, Dip has so many friends, that guy. Do you know how much work I'd have to put in to get 15 people to come over at this stage of my life? Yeah, I, I don't know if I could do it. I, I don't know if I, I can could get muster. to like 10. I can get, no, I'll probably get like eight. Yeah, I, I snap eight. my fingers. They come tops. I could not. Now, I mean, in, in LA, people are going to houses. I get it. That's a thing. Like, people are going to houses. In, oh, New, yeah. in New York, people aren't going to house. That's such a thing. You need yeah, weeks, not coming to the weeks advance, it, like a, a baby name. It has to be a, a baby's first birthday <laughs> or an engagement. But Dipper scene snaps his fingers. 15 people at the house. Okay, so go ahead. I mean, yeah. I, I say to Kevin Hussey, well, come, come come, pop by. He gets in his car, pops right by. Yeah, Two people seconds. are popping. They're popping and popping. Okay, oh, so you watched it. People are popping in and out of Dipper Logo. You didn't think it. Minute. You and I spoke and you'd seen it once and you did not think it was good. You, I, I thought you viewed was, it again. Listen, yes, I watched it again. And I got to tell you, when you're alone with your thoughts and not having to please a group of people as if you're the one presenting the show, right. it was a lot funnier. It was funnier. Yes. Okay. The walking into the – I love the plopping. The, well, the plopping was the best part, in my opinion, the whole time. Yes, the plopping really was the Really not the – What were you saying? Ashley? Not the, the audition? The audition, the the Mexican, the forced audition. The the forced audition I, was the funny. Forced the forced casting. The forced. It was funny, but it was illogical. No, no, no. But beyond the illogical part, the the girl who you can tell is going to be like probably a fixture this season, the the yeah. girl who mm-hmm. auditioned, her awkward, her intentionally awkward audition was bad to the point of brilliance. Like it was that was she was fantastic. Um, but she should maybe win an Emmy for that, honestly. She I, was the know. dancing in the restaurant was was Yeah. So she was strong. But I think Very. the plop was the best part of the show. But sorry, but you 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 thought it was better when alone to your thoughts. Alone to my thoughts it was funnier. I got I popped big when he walked into the glass. But you know, as, as a whole, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I look, it's a joy to see it on my television. A new episode, new content. New curb content is is a gift to, no, to it's society. A gift. It's a I agree, I agree. Listen, and Dip, you hit the nail on the head too. Um, as a whole, 
because Curb has these episodes that they're sort of twofold, right? You can watch them in isolation and they can be brilliant. But then when you watch the season and see the, the overarching story, it's like a new brilliance comes out of these episodes. So, I mean, we it's, it's a little harsh for episode one of the season. We'll see how it develops, you know. If it's still heading down this road at around five or six, then, you know. Well, this is this is classic Stack Guy Greg treating Curb like he treats Raw. Let's wait and see how the story plays out. No, it's true. He he. They set up the story, and you even said it yourself, Rosenberg. This new character, this brand new character is gearing up to be probably a fixture. So let's see what she has to offer I, as they develop this Here's, uh, here's what this I didn't Netflix like. Show. You're right. You're 100% right. What I didn't like, and then we'll wrap it up on Curb. I didn't think he made up his mind on COVID, and I found that frustrating. Like, you you have yeah. the COVID hoarding I thing. I think he said it's over. That was it? I, I think that's all we're going to get out of it. Because you mentioned COVID hoarding. I guess that was the only joke he wanted to keep. But and to me, I, I feel probably the way a lot of Curb fans feel, which is a little disappointing. You wanted to see him make jokes about social distancing and masks. Like, I think everyone wanted that. So that's a little disappointing, and the COVID hoarding came out of nowhere. And I'll be honest, while I'm being critical, I am a big Albert Brooks fan. I love movies like Defending Your Life and Lost in America. Big fan. I he he was charismaless. He the man was like a piece. He was lost a step. He was like it was like a getting a one of those shopping bags from a grocery store, a brown paper bag with the handles on top, and you accidentally water (laughs) spills in it. And they said, have him co-host an episode, that bag. That's a nice wet bag. Can he do a 30-minute episode? (laughs) Dip, am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think his intention was to be understated, and it just sort of fell flat, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. The understatedness was too understated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So he he hit it out of the park is what you're both saying. Yeah, he hit it it too far out of the park, I guess. (laughs) Maybe I'd like it more as time goes on. We'll give it a chance. But let me me, (laughs) – can I just say – your couch in your house yeah. is such a plopping couch. Oh, the- it, it's the plopping couch of the cinch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not a couch that you could just ease onto. You sort of have to plop yeah. onto your couch because yeah. it's a deep, deep couch. Yeah. Perhaps too deep. My- I'm not sure if I ever told you that. I think it might be a little too deep. My, it's too, it's too oh, wow. deep. It's too deep for my parents. They can't. They, you- they don't know what to do. They're, they're, they're not putting their the real controversy. The they're a little so. older. They're not going to be. They're not. They're, they're not. They can't really. My mom. My mom pushes it. herself all the way back so her feet are in the air off the couch like a child. That's what my yeah, mom to does. To me, that's emasculating. That's why I don't <laughs> sit on bar stools. Because you don't want your feet hanging. <laughs> I don't want. I'm short, so I don't want my feet to dangle. I don't like when my feet dangle. Right, but but what you can do on well, my couch. I mean, you could probably get one on the floor. I think if you can get one on the floor. You can get both on the Ooh. floor on my couch if you're a grown man. If you're a, you know, if you're not, if you don't lean all the way to the back of the couch, <laughs> you can get your feet dip down. Dip is being personally attacked right now. Or you can put your feet on the coffee table. Or or you can do what Dip does, which is lay down on his side and fall asleep within 15 minutes anyway. So what's the difference? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a sleeping but, couch. Look, it's a sleeping you couch. You've been to bars with me before. Do I do I do I always insist that we don't sit at the bar and eat? Oh yeah, you're not sitting at the bar and eating. You're standing. You're you're standing if that's the situation. That's right. I sit at a table like a human being. Uh, uh, by okay. the way, Dip, what company um, televisions did you get when you bought probably <laughs> a short-legged human being? I'm sorry. When you bought six or seven 80-inch televisions for your new house, what, which what brand did you get? The uh, 
the 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 big room, the Dipper Lago room has uh the bonus room has a Sony 86 85 inch Sony. Sony. And my bedroom has a Samsung. Hmm. Okay. And then I have an LG for the the OLED in the living room. I I'm I'm I getting have, I'm considering a new TV this weekend and I, I yeah. I've always had LG and I, I think I'm going to stay with the LG. What are your thoughts? You can stay with LG. Yeah, I guess. The, the remote for the LG is the greatest remote in the business today. I agree. They have the best remote. I love the remote, and I'm going to stay LG. I think SGG. What do you have? I have a Samsung, but I think you guys convinced me. <laughs> that was it. I'm lazy. I'm, yeah, the remote. Sit, the, the remote is an underrated feature. Like it's it's so necessary, especially if you can switch it between the TV and the cable and control everything that you need to control with one device. How's the smart TV on your new LG? Is it a good smart TV? It, it's the. Uh, it's not a new. It's I've had a couple of years. No, it's um. Yeah, I'm very pleased with it. It's smart enough. Very. Pleased. It's smart enough. It's very smart. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I. It would have scored very well. Is it? Is, is it? Is it like Bobby the Brain Heenan and Paul Heyman smart? Is it Jimmy Hart no, smart? No, gorilla smart. Ooh, the ultimate. All right, SUG, what's happening uh, outside the ring? So you got to get a seventy-five we, in there. Don't go. Don't go big. Don't go smaller than that. Don't go. Well, how about, oh, it should fit the room. Get a huge television. Why, do I really okay. need 75? You're one of these people. I you am. think, oh, let me just get the smaller. Get the nice, big, giant television. People love it. They love big TVs. Uh, but I don't have people over. I just made the point. I don't have any friends. <laughs> he SGG, just said that. SGG, what size are you uh, in the uh, in the apartment? I think like 50, 55 around there. Yeah. I'm, I've been... If you only have room for that, then fine. But and but here's another thing. Let me just say one more thing about TVs. Okay. I think, I'm, I'm, I think I'm still at 42. And I oh, feel fine. What is this? Nineteen ninety-six. Okay. You, you have to spend a little bit more than you want to spend. I don't want just to, when you're like I don't oh, want to spend. No, but this is Hollywood talk right here. This is just, this is this, no, no. We, I'm just saying. Just when you're like, East oh, I, could, I could get that TV for six hundred dollars by the twelve hundred. No, why though? Here, Hollywood I, double. I, he went from a little bit more so to better. double. Double. You went to double. <laughs> Did you hear that? He said <laughs> the picture is so much better on the better grade double. TV. I, I. This is the thing. Hollywood talk. You don't I, care about pictures. No, no, no. I have not thought. I'm being honest. Since the invention of the HD television, I've thought the picture. A TV is a TV. If is it in HD? Yes. If it's in HD. If it's in HD on a big TV that's newer than 2010, it looks great. I never yeah, go. It does look great. I never go. Oh man! I if it was 4K, then they offer you 4K. No, no, no. 4K is not enough. How about 8K? Meanwhile, they don't even have programming 4K, yet in 4K. So what am I doing? <laughs> I want. I want to be living on the Serengeti the when You're I'm watching the, the Discovery Channel. Okay. I understand. That's what I'm looking for. I'll, I'll consider it. I don't know if I... Cause you know I, what? I'm going to be there. We're going to go TV shopping. I'm going to coerce you into buying a nice television. I'm buying it, but, but the difference is, here's the thing. You may be stupid because you spend <laughs> too much. <clears throat> I'm stupid because I rush. When I make the decision, hmm. it's done. I'm, that goes I, from... That's, that's your personality. Though. I decided that I wanted it. I found out that the guy in my building who will can help me install the 
the mount. He's working Saturday. It's happening before Saturday. That's it. I've just it's done. It's done. I don't want to hear get? about it. I'm looking right now. There's a an LG 70 inch 4K UHD smart TV. Blah, 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 blah. Six six twenty nine ninety nine, but it, it's going to be the lowest grade of that TV, meaning like you'll never get the picture quality you're looking for. So the, uh, but you're really, not looking for maybe he will. Yeah, or maybe, or maybe the one I will. I know, I know. SGG, what is he talking about? Okay, so then hold on, real quick. There's an there's one next to it, also an LG seventy inch nano cell seventy five series LED four K. Uh, this one is seven forty nine. Will that one be the I one I want? Yeah, nano eighty-five is. series, ninety series. Is that what I want? You and want the highest level series? There's a Samsung seventy-inch Class Seven series LED four K smart TV for seven forty-nine. You need Class Eight. That's, I need the next class. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you're a high class man. You're a rich, famous person. Okay. How about this? How about this? <laughs> LG seventy-five inch. Class UN seven zero seven zero series LED four K eight fifty four ninety nine. What's the nicest version? Are you on Best Buy? Yeah. Hit the click down menu and go to the nicest version of the of that TV. What is it? Hold on. You can see uh you can see a nicer version? Yes. He probably just wants you to do like the the the, 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 the better class. The highest price, the high price, sort by price. Go price Look, out of all the fakakta things you spend money on. Don't scroll down. You spend money on un, 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 unboxed wrestling cards from 1989. You can spend another thousand dollars on a nicer TV. This is how he convinced himself to get a nice TV. He said, I, I spend money on chewed up wrestling toys from 1987. That's exactly what he did. By the way, why is the get... Sony 65 inch Bravia $3,800? Like, what it's could be game that game. much better? <laughs> yes, dip. Tell us. Go ahead. Tell us. Why? Well, what's that? Give me the whole. You need the whole. You think you're going to know? Yeah, to know what TV it is, I need to know the. Sony 75 inch class Z8H series LED 8K UHD smart Android TV. Well, it's 8K. So 8K is, you know, the highest levels. Is right. there any programming in 8K? No. They, don't even, they, no. don't, they don't even have a camera. Yeah, there's a few things. You don't need 8K. Let, you know what? Let me send you a couple of TVs that you're gonna get that I that I want you to consider before you make the decision. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll just send a few links. A couple links. All right. Yeah. I, I, okay. That's fine. I, listen, I won't complain. Wow, they're LGs for two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Those are the ones that Dip wants you to get. Yeah, Dip wants me to get yeah. that. There's there's an here's best an, remote. Here's an LG 75 inch class nano cell 75 series LED 4K UHD smart WebOS TV one thousand ninety nine dollars. Here's the thing though, you need full array. I need a full array. <laughs> you need full array. You need full array. <laughs> You're not gonna get the blacks that you want to get. It'll be a little off. Was he not gonna get dip? What was that? Did the slur just slip? What is he, what the black? Oh, the color. It's not going to be oh, like yeah. dark enough. The, the the darker shades on the television. But, but I can't believe you fall for this crap. You care about that? I like, fall in. right he in the trap. In. You fall in for everything. You go to the store oh, and you, oh, you yeah. browse oh, with yeah. the guy? 
Like you browse with the guy and you ask questions. Smart tech certified. Yeah, I t- you know what happened with me with the Best Buy? Yeah, he, Best tur- Buy? he turned out to be a peckerhead. He was a peck. Yeah, I didn't even tell the story on here. No, it was a great day. Yeah, what dip? You originally <laughs> ordered the TV, but you couldn't put the TV up, so you needed to go to the Best Buy to get them to send someone to put the TV up. Well, they came with the you know the the, the they wouldn't bring it up the steps. So I said, what am I going to do? You, you're, it's an 85-inch television. What am I supposed to do? You have to bring it up the steps. I can't bring it up the steps. They told me to call a friend. I said I don't have any friends. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Wait, what happened to the 15, 15 friends people that will came show up to watch that TV? Right. All <laughs> the friends that are coming to watch the TV. But okay, continue. <laughs> they don't know I have friends. I, I, I said I didn't have friends. Okay, so. So I went to the store. I said I, I showed them a picture of, of, a, of a TV box the size of a, of a bison. In my uh, in my living room downstairs, I said, I need this brought up. It's not acceptable. I wouldn't have bought this gigantic television had I known that no one was going to bring it up the steps. So the, the guy goes, he apologizes to me. He goes, I'm going to go get my manager at Best Buy. The, the manager comes out at the, uh, the from the back of the Best Buy. And he says, uh, I just want to let you know I'm a big fan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He said, uh, I've been listening oh, incredible. to Rosenberg for years. And uh, I love the show. And uh, I just want to let you know that I'm going to take care of this whole thing. And, uh, you know, he, he, I was wearing a great Muda shirt at the time, and he totally popped for that. And I got news for you. He was a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Okay. Great yeah, guy. I'm blanking on his name. I'm gonna go get his business card in my drawer. I'm gonna say it before the end of the show. Okay. Because yeah, you should, uh you should. Like like real entourage style, like real Vinny Chase style. I'm gonna mention the, the A V guy. You should mention the A V guy. <laughs> um Yeah. All right. Uh SGG, what's going on outside the ring? <laughs> so in the news, uh Wow Women of Wrestling was relaunched recently. Um I don't know how this slipped through the cracks, but um Jeannie Bus is she bought it out, she's relaunched it. She is uh, got AJ Lee. Uh, we know her as AJ Lee. She's going by AJ Mendez, her actual name these days. She's on. They're going to be executive producing together. They secured a deal with uh, Viacom CBS to be distributed in 160 markets. And uh, they're launching in early 2022. Now, the controversial part about the Women of Wrestling relaunch is that they... The centerpiece of the whole thing is Tessa Blanchard, who a few years ago and through the pandemic was involved in a controversy about, uh, you know, some racist remarks that she might have made to some fellow women's wrestlers that she worked with over the years. And the fans feel like she has not reckoned with this, um, I guess, to their liking. So Tessa Blanchard's involvement has caused a huge controversy and bought a dark cloud over the whole Women of Wrestling relaunch. But um, but they're going full steam ahead with Tessa Blanchard, Jeannie Buss, Viacom, AJ Mendez, and everybody's looking forward to launching this thing at the top of 2022. I got to tell you, this is crazy. I, I did not know till this second that Jeannie Buss was involved in that. She's in the wrestling business. I did not know that. Um, I'm surprised that I wonder how they'll handle the Tessa Blanchard thing because I'd be surprised with AJ's AJ Mendez's uh, brand that she wouldn't handle that. that. That would surprise me. 
And maybe it has been handled privately and just not publicly. And maybe we they have a, maybe they have a plan for how they're going to like do something about it. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely a big stink around Tessa Blanchard. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Which, which at least publicly, it doesn't seem to be phasing Jeannie or uh, or AJ because you know they had a big event. There was a red carpet. There was press. Um, they filmed some vignettes, and they were all together, happy, smiling. I think they took in a a Lakers game <laughs> or something like that. They they sat courtside at Staples Center for something. I forget what the event was. So uh, they're in. Well, listen, no pun intended. No pun intended. Family. No pun intended. But wow, very, <laughs> yeah. very interesting that Genie Bus is that far into wrestling. Okay. We, we shall see. So early 2022, there's going to be a women's wrestling show on television. Yes. Let's With see. Some big names behind it. I mean, a- AJ Mendez is really smart, man. She, she, uh, she's been in WWE. She, she's capable, I think. Well, I have no so, idea what she's like as a, a behind-the-scenes talent. Um, I just I- think she had to have learned a, a lot just being in and around the WWE at the high level that she was. She was. I mean, listen, I so she's she's valuable just based on that. I was I was always so annoyed by AJ fans, but I shouldn't let that <laughs> excuse me. I should I shouldn't let that affect my uh, feelings on AJ. Her fans were like so obsessed with her. Do you remember how annoyed I would get on this podcast about it? Yeah, I do. And and to to they, they treated her like I the great with, Muda. I agreed with you. I agreed with you. I agreed with you. Um, for the time, time, she was. For the time, she was really good. I don't know if I ever thought she was great or like, but especially with what we've got now, she slid so far down the down the ranks for me that um, yeah, Rosenberg was right. I mean, you were right then, and in hindsight, more right. Thank uh, you. I don't know anything about her. <clears throat> I don't know much about her. Yeah, you were well. You were watching when she was in her. Not really. I, I wasn't really end. paying attention. You watched the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue on, SUG. What else going on? And the, the other bit of news that I have is uh Charlotte Flair has been embroiled in a lot of controversy. Oh, she week, has. Um as well. I saw some people characterizing it or, or referring to it as a as a character assassination that has been going on with uh Charlotte Flair. But um this all stems from the title swap on SmackDown, which we may get into when we talk to SmackDown, when we talk about SmackDown, I should say. But uh, during the title swap, she at first refused to hand over the the SmackDown Women's Champion, the Raw Women's Championship to Becky Lynch. Uh, she threw the championship on the floor. Sonya Deville ordered her to pick it up. It was something. She gave it to Sonya Deville. Then Becky Lynch threw the <laughs> SmackDown Women's Championship. At Charlotte, walked out of the ring. Um, Sasha Banks came down. The first thing out of Sasha Banks' mouth was, uh, Charlotte, are you jealous? Which people thought she was referring to herself. But then um, reports came out that Becky Lynch confronted Charlotte backstage after the segment, that Sonya Deville wanted to fight Charlotte uh, backstage after the segment, that Charlotte was escorted out of the building because everyone was annoyed with how she handled the segment and how she's been carrying herself as of late, just trying to throw her star power around and 
and just uh, throw her weight around as Charlotte Flair and like a centerpiece of the division. So it's it's been a lot of stories coming out, and they have all been. Well, then there then there are a lot Flair of people speculating in a negative that, light. There are a lot of people speculating though that some of the negative stories coming out on Charlotte is a, is a bit of a smear campaign. Um, yeah, people are speculating that because Charlotte's not happy and could be on her way out. So on her way out, people are just trying to paint her in a nasty light. Yeah. And, and the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I know one honestly, thing that that um, that uh that title handover was very awkward to watch. You could tell <laughs> yeah. something was amiss when you watch it and it's very hard to tell exactly what it was, but yeah, then there were stories that Sonya Deville was even more upset afterwards than Becky Lynch was cuz I I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you what though. Tell you what what, however it is that people feel, if Charlotte ends up going away, and it certainly feels like from when you hear about weeks like this that it's more likely than not, that will be a major, major loss. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's a little bit of you don't know what you got till it's gone with Charlotte Flair. I think, I think there's yes. a lot of fans out there who have sort of turned on Charlotte and they're sick of the character, and they've had enough, whatever. And I think they don't. I think they've sort of taken for granted how good she is, um, and they may see it differently if she were to walk out of the tunnel into AEW th- when they see how much she's able to catapult that women's division. Yeah, I think so. There's two things, right? I think Charlotte is a very interesting. Um, Losing Charlotte is a very a very interesting to think about, right? Because if she if they lose her, I feel like WWE could always slide somebody. There's not going to be anybody that gets into that same position just because of her last name and the history and all of that. So there's not many people that can do that, but they can build stars probably just as big. And it's arguable that Charlotte's not even the biggest women's wrestler that they could lose. But also at AEW, Charlotte would need an equal too. So it's just almost like with the way that she's built herself, it, it would have to be like a New York Giants, Brooklyn Dodgers situation where she goes, she has to take a rival with her so that they can build. If you know what I mean, if you know what I'm trying to say, like, cause who would be her equal in AEW? Or even if she goes to women of wrestling, I, I guess Tessa Blanchard could probably be that. You but from there's a not from a really, wrestling standpoint. Yeah. And even from a name standpoint, there's not really many spots for her to land where she has an equal and they can like sort of do that together because if she goes to another wrestling company, she almost has to be at the top of the division and she ends up in the same spot that she is now where she's a fixture and people get tired of seeing her mold down everybody because until she gets an equal, that's what's going to have to happen. Mm, mm, mm. Very curious to see how this plays out. Uh, And in the meantime, before we get there, I'm just curious to see, how things go at Survivor Series, and how things go between Charlotte and and Sasha, because they now appear to be the story again on SmackDown. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen at Survivor Series? I want to ask both of you. Do you think they're going to do the champions versus champions thing that they've done um, over the past few years, or are they going to make the champions actually defend their championships? I feel like we're going to end up getting champions, the, the champions against each other, some version of that, or maybe in some case a triple threat. But um, oh yeah, because I guess you're right. Because 
The second you go triple threat, that means you're worried about the title, whereas if it's one-on-one from each brand, you mean it's just for brand supremacy? Right. I, I You know how I feel. I'm not super into the brand supremacy thing. I think I find it frustrating. I want to see title matches, and I want to see Survivor Series team matches. Yeah. Dip, do you have a thought? I've only been looking for classic Survivor Series matches at Survivor That's Series. That's all you want. The day, the day that it ended in 1998, like that the entire show was mostly matches, was an upsetting year for me. I was like, oh, the Survivor Series is not the Survivor Series. Well, that was the so, tournament, though. That was the... that was the Right. Yeah, I enjoyed that pay-per-view. It was a great pay-per-view, but it, I, I, I love the classic matches. It's nostalgic. At the end of the day, I ultimately think that's exactly what people want to see. Um, and uh, we only get maybe one Fakakta match that's thrown together that doesn't include any actual rivalries. So um, I hope that, you know, we get we, we get what we want this year. I think we'll probably only just get one Survivor Series match. It is what it is. Well, yeah. they would have to do supremacy two, doesn't right? make any to, sense. They'd have to get the women one. Draft. Yeah, that's true. It's true. They, people have no loyalty to these these brands yet. They just got here. Anything else going yeah. on, SGG? Um, no, nothing else. That was the most. Those are the two major things. Um, Eric Bischoff has been in the news a lot recently because he's been um, he's become a, a a harsh critic of of AEW. But I don't think it's it's not anything that people haven't said that said here or in other places. It's he's not saying anything unique. It just has weight because it's coming from Eric Bischoff, and it can really all be boiled down to you know stop focusing on the ratings and try to focus on what you do best, or you're gonna risk plateauing, you need to grow your audience, and yada, yada, yada. Tony Khan should focus on the content and not a war with Vince McMahon because he can't win. And the same thing people have been saying for the past two years about AEW. But again, like I said, it just holds a little bit more weight because it, it's coming from Eric Bischoff, and he he's done what Tony Khan is trying to do right now, albeit unsuccessfully because the person who had the purse <laughs> um pulled funding, which is not a thing that's going to happen to Tony Khan, so I don't think he has the same worries that Bischoff does or did. But um, but that's it. Um, did you guys, Have you guys been watching? Well, let me not ask SUG. SUG, when was the last time you watched AEW? It's been a while. Wow. Do you, I think um, since it's been on the air? Brian Omega. <laughs> Brian Omega so was Brian's the last debut. time I Brian's debut match. Yeah. I haven't watched in a couple weeks. You haven't watched on Saturday nights? Do you know it's even been no. on Saturday night? What do you mean? Do you know that AEW Dynamite has been on Saturday night? For the past two weeks, right? Yeah. No, yes, but I haven't watched anything. Wow. Oh, we should get we should talk about oh, this. Oh my goodness. So SmackDown this past Saturday aired a rerun. And according to the Fast Nationals that came out... Um, what time did they run it? Do we just, know? Up against AEW directly? They went up against AEW directly. Okay. And AEW lost the head-to-head battle uh, up against a rerun. Uh, SmackDown's rerun got 578,000 viewers. AEW Dynamite, which I believe aired live got 515,000 total viewers 
Um, that that number was down from the previous week, twenty one percent. And you know, again, I personally don't care about the ratings, but just from the perspective of the war and you know this being a topic, a hot button topic with the fans, that is kind of crazy to me. That a show that people had already seen, that the results were already out, aired head to head against AEW and pulled away and pulled away more viewers. Well, I think what it speaks to more than anything is two things. Number one, and this actually was proven by what Dipperstein just said, where he, like, barely remembered that AEW was on on Saturday nights, okay? Um, people love AEW, but it is not ingrained enough yet in people's lives to follow it to a random night to watch it. That... I agree. That yeah. that is the biggest indicator. Because I'm telling you this SGG right now. It didn't get beat. AEW didn't get beat on Saturday night by wrestling fans choosing to watch the rerun of SmackDown. It got beaten right. just because SmackDown happened to be on and more people happened to stumble onto SmackDown. I think that's right. And that that, that's, that goes to what you were saying last week though, too. About like, ratings too. It didn't get yeah, it didn't get beat because what they're trying to do is not the same. WWE just did a throwaway for the casuals and casual and casuals are always going to outnumber the hardcore fans, which is why like this whole ratings war and who's more popular is a, is a fool's errand. And well, and also, or how about this, that ratings are a fool's errand period because all of it's ridiculous. All of those numbers are ridiculous, but there's no way of actual conscious wrestling fans who make time every week to watch wrestling there's no way I would uh, would believe that more people would decide to watch the rerun of SmackDown, which they all DVR'd anyway, than they would choose. But it's on Hulu. You can watch it at your own, right. your own time. So th- that's the thing. So it doesn't even – that's why I'm just saying the whole thing is, is, is foolish to some degree. But, yes, in terms of Tony Khan having a little big, bit of egg on his face from the trash <laughs> that he talked last week, yeah, I don't think this is the look that you want. Um, that's for sure. Um Anything else going on outside the ring? Because we have not yet mentioned uh, what is happening inside the ring. We've we've talked televisions no, for a long a perfect, time. A lot of curve. Perfect today. time to ring the bell. And let's ring the bell and talk a little bit about what's happening inside the. Oh no, we did mention Charlotte and Becky, which was inside the ring on SmackDown on Friday night. What uh, did you guys think? Me, what? Did, oh, sorry, Dipperstein. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, I think the best thing going the most like the, I think like the person with the best character who I'm I'm who has so come into their own I know this is sort of like an obvious thing but I just I find myself caring and being totally like attracted to what he's doing who's that Seth Rollins hmm. oh yeah. I just I'm like I'm like addicted to Seth Rollins really? I think he's like at the top of top top of his game right now he's such a good heel he's so good on the mic He's so compelling. He's like the best part of Raw, in my opinion. I love Seth Rollins. I think my new favorite wrestler is Seth Rollins. What are your thoughts? Um, I have a lot of thoughts, actually, because just a few weeks ago, I was not into the Seth character, and I kind of was like, what is he doing? I thought like a month ago the character was over the top, and like I was like, is the point of his character just to be annoying? Because I don't really know what his motives are. But I I will say the last few weeks, I have enjoyed him quite a bit. And good news. uh, He won a ladder match on Monday night. And now it looks like it will be him and Big E 
I don't know when because it's I not. Gonna, I don't know. It's not Survivor Series. I think he might take Series. that title from Big E. I think so too. And hey, I hate to be the one to say it, but I think I'm okay with that. Big E Me had too. a solid first run. If it if it ends, Big E had a solid first run. Great matches, um, rewatchable matches. But there's no shame in in dropping the belt so we can get if they do champion versus champion. Seth versus Roman at Survivor Series. Well, that and would be great. That would Big be Big E do match. the chase because now he's a main eventer. So Big E on the chase, there's no shame in that. Many baby faces have been made from the chase. Well, the thing is that was weird too is is that Big E didn't have a chase for this title. Really. He was just he right, just he held just a briefcase. In. You know, you you yeah. wonder if Seth is to steal the title somehow from Big E, how much more meaningful it would all be if Big E eventually won the title back at WrestleMania. Yeah. If that's or if the he won the Rumble plan. and won a different title. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot you can do um, if the, by taking the belt off of Big E. If the master plan is to have this circle back around to have Big E win the title at WrestleMania, I am I would be very impressed if that's actually what happens. But I like I, I do too. like the idea <clears throat> I like the idea of Seth and Roman at <clears throat> excuse me. Oh no. At Survivor Series, but oh, no. I'm losing it. He's getting upset here. That mochiato, like that car- that caramel mochiatos. I like I like that. the idea of Seth. <laughs> it's creating a lot of phlegm. Yeah, a lot of phlegm. <laughs> it's not going I'm, down I'm, easy. I, yeah, I mean I it doesn't say on on this bottle creates phlegm. Well, but, it, but it's, it's dairy. That's what dairy does. Yeah, it's creating and created. Oh yeah. So I, I that so, would be that would be mage, and I obviously we don't have a high expectation that would be the case. But like, here's the thing: we talked about this, and I saw Big E today. He's a great guy. Okay. Um, Big E is mage, and he's doing well, but the character does not have a ton of motivation. What is Big E's why right now? You know, I don't know that he knows as a character what his why is. And I think that being robbed by Seth Rollins and chasing an obnoxious Seth Rollins would make the, the would make his character. I think he could turn Big E, the singles character, into a real character, not just a popular tag team guy who got the briefcase and then the title. I think he could develop yeah. who his what his real personality is, Jason. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I mean, listen, it's brilliant because it's how it's worked for everybody. We're watching it work with Bianca right now. She got robbed of her championship, 26 seconds. She hasn't gotten her title back as fast as people might have wanted, but she is getting bigger and bigger every week um, chasing Becky. And even, you know, a historical reference, my guy, Bret Hart got robbed at WrestleMania 9, spent the whole year building back towards WrestleMania 10, and then the, you know he went on an incredible run after getting his championship back from Yokozuna. So like this is a thing that works, and I think it will, it will do wonders for Big E because as beloved as he is, there's more levels. He oh, has not more. hit his ceiling Way yet. more. It's, it's, it's going well right now, but, but it's, you know, it, it will dwindle. If they don't have a thing and they yeah. just trot him out on Mondays – and he gets out there and he stands there with his title and says, I'll take on all comers. It will it will flop. Character needs more than that. And the and the cheap pops are only going to get him so far. It, and and in fact, all of a sudden, the things that you loved and worked so well when he was in New Day, people are like, oh, I kind of expect more. 
They don't know why they expect more, but they'll expect more. <laughs> right. And that's that's the burden right. of being champion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, What's going on with Zelina? Though? What's with Zelina Vega's British accent? Can we talk about that? Oh, she's a I mean, great guy. Well, she she was. It was brilliant, though. By the way, can can we admit that? Well, but she was in and out of it, though. It was like she would do it for a few sentences and then she'd get away from yeah. it. Yeah, it was bizarre. She was flexing just to let her, just to let us know that she could do it, though. I don't know if she could just do to it let for you know. Promo. I could be British if I want to be British. If yeah, <laughs> exactly. If you want me to be Zelina <laughs> Vega, I could be Selena Vega or <laughs> Zelina Vega from Queens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. It's I, I'm 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 just happy that she's in a meaningful spot. Me too. Hopefully, the dewdrop of it all works out. They're going to have to circle back on that because I'm not sure that the uh, it's working out I'm for not, Zelina. I'm not sure the of it all of it all is 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 going to be there. You don't know about the dewdrop of it all. I'm not sure about the dewdrop of it all. Let's circle back. I, we're going to have to circle back on that. So just so people uh, don't who have no idea what we're talking about, just to be clear, um, agents always, when they when, when agents want to talk to you about something, at least my agents, they always use of it all to, to sum up what it is they want to talk. So let's say they're working on my ESPN deal. We'll be chatting, and they go, by the way, later on we need to make sure we need to talk about the ESPN of it all. <laughs> it's, it's like slang. It's agent slang. You know, oh hey, we got to. By the way, before we got to figure out the WWE of it all. You know, it, it's you can use it to t- mean anything in a subject. And then the other thing that agents say all the time, everyone, agents and, and and buyers in television or film, circle back is just a Hollywood term. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, I'm I'm I've been circling for years. I'm circling around a million situations. Everything's circling. Every circling here, <laughs> circling there. Can you believe it? <laughs> By the way, are we? But with you, we always do circle back. Always. And we always do take care of the of it all of it all. No, no, we always do the of it all of it all. <laughs> no, the of it all of it all is always done. Um, yes. So did you guys enjoy, what did you think of the season premieres overall? What did you think of the debut of Hit Row on SmackDown? Dip's face says he didn't watch it, so I'll go to SGG. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I only watch Raw. SUG, what do you think of a, the hit row of it? I thought all? it was a decent day. I thought it was a decent debut. I, I, I mean, it was smart of them to because on NXT, top dollar was with Adonis, so it was smart of them to put Swerve in the tag team, and I think give these people more reps with somebody who's actually a vet. It was interesting that they put him up against Jobbers, um, which Show says bears. to me that that was more for for top dollar to to find who he is without having to. Risking more established talent, but I think it was a it was a good enough debut for them. It didn't not it then wasn't anything you know monumental. We're not going to go look back on this like we look back on you know Jericho debut or some of these other rookies who when they first had their match. But I'm curious. It to was see, fine. I'm curious to see how this character how, how this group of characters plays out on big TV on SmackDown, like the music they part have- of it being so built into it. How where you go yeah. with that over time? I'm I'm interested to see. Well, that's that's the thing, right? That's they the of it all make, of it all, right? And that's why I think it was smart because Swerve can have the matches and he can give us the great matches. But you touched on the thing. I think they're there for the gimmick and to see if they can, you know, move some merch, maybe sell some music. I don't know if Vince wants to get into the music business with them, but um, 
I think that's where they go with it versus just being like these all-time great generational in-ring talents, at least right now. Well, I think in some ways it's harder to get over the music gimmick than it is the wrestling of it all. Yeah. You know, I, I think the music stuff, it's it, it's can be, they're doing it really well. It seems much more credible than, say, when, like, uh, even John Cena was doing it. Like, this seems more credible. But over time, well, because they actually rap like, too, though. Yeah, like this is well, but so did Cena. I mean, that was I don't think Cena made that up for that, right? Like I think Cena sincerely in, uh, rapped. Not they rap better, um, right? Right. But it doesn't really matter who raps better. <laughs> it doesn't really yeah. matter who wrestles <laughs> better. It matters who's over while they're doing it. So right. Otherwise, you can end up feeling like this thing that seems like an awesome gimmick. Now you're kind of saddled with this music thing, and you're like, "Is is this working?" So we'll see. I thought it was a I thought it was a fun debut. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. I gotta say this too. Go ahead. Before we talk, before we move on from Hit Row, love Top Dollar. Great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. He has to get rid of the gear. And you I'm want you want him to go about- nude. You want him to do full nude, is what you're saying. Some something something. It's not working for me. And I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna group him in with two other guys that I love. All right, you're grouping Angelo grouping. Dawkins and Keith Lee. Great guys. <clears throat> Big fan of the work, but it feels like a race to the bottom for worst gear between the three of them. And I need I need somebody to switch it up. I need somebody to go in a different direction. Like the velour basketball okay. outfit okay. is just. It was, it was, it's not, it's not for me. You know what I mean? And Dawkins, Dawkins came out with a track suit a couple of weeks ago. That should be his gear. Let Montez keep what he's doing. You transition to the track suit because the basketball shorts thing is not, and Keith Lee, I don't know why they couldn't just let him wear what he was wearing in NXT. The shorts with the belly out was, was working. How are you feeling about all this dip? What are your tees, dare I say? Unfortunately, I think that we're going to say goodbye to Angelo at some point, or he's going to have to, you know, transition out of the out of the out of the tag team. Um, you know, I know I don't I like Angelo Dawkins a lot. Actually, I don't I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see him become a Jobert. But I'm saying, you know, I think there's going to come a day where, unfortunately, he's going to be chasing the 24/7 title. No offense, Peter. Offense, and, offense absolutely taken. <laughs> wow. uh, the level of slander right there. I, I don't I don't want that to be the case, but Montez, you know how I feel about Montez. He will be WWE champion. He will be headlining WrestleMania one day. And so um, if he tones it down a little bit and slow burns it a little bit more. Um, there was speculation that um that they wanted to take uh, Montez out of the street profits, that they wanted to break them up in the draft. I mean yeah, that, I'm sure people thought that was gonna happen then. Yeah. Um, I'd rather see Angelo. I'd rather see like a Janetti Michaels feud there, frankly, um, than just like a random draft breakup. All right. Because yeah. I think I think Montez should come out the heel. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't really thought about. For yeah. Him. But I would love. Yeah. By the way, he could be so mage as a heel, right? Let him heal oh. off for, for a year. He absolutely could. Wow. Hold on. Male. Got a lot of um, positive feedback to last week's. Got a lot of a lot of positive feedback last week from the uh, 
Go back to your basement episode. Rightfully so. He deserved he deserved it. And quite frankly, you took it easy on him. Here, well, well, Joe says, hey, Pete, don't ever feel the need to apologize to the Peckerheads again. That's what we're here for. Let's be real. There are hundreds of wrestling podcasts out there. The reason we listen to Cheap Heat every week is for you. It was an it was awesome hearing you rip into the hackadoodle doos that slander you on Twitter. Fired up Rosenberg is A plus content. As someone who's enjoyed your content since the wrestling with Rosenberg days, I just want to thank you for all that you do. Keep up the good work and stay mage. Wow. It seems like a great guy. Mail. Uh Let's see. Long time uh, regarding that flippant SGG manager comment. Long time uh, listener, huge mark for the Cheap Heat podcast since SGG had the unmitigated gall (parentheses stolen from Stephen A. Smith) to name Paul Heyman one of the top two managers of all time. Somehow forgetting the top two were Bobby Heenan and Paul Bearer. Oh my God. Um, how about Paul a nice Bearer? How about a nice healthy debate? about the Mount Rushmore of managers. Mine is Bobby Heenan, Paul Bear, the mouth of South Jimmy Hart, and Miss Elizabeth. But that's just my opinion. Stay mage and take care. Frank, I was all ready for you to, to jump in with you in attacking SGG, but you, <laughs> but not Paul Bear. He's a great, he's a great guy. No. It's, it's Bobby. Bobby Heenan. Sherry. Ooh, I'm a big fan. I'm going to go. It's Bobby. I apologize. Jerry, go ahead. Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh. <laughs> I mean, was that Oliver Humperdinck? No. It's Bobby, it is Oliver. Sherry, Fuji. Ooh. I, don't, I, I really do love Slick, Fuji. by the way. Slick is made. Slick was on my. I was going to say Slick. Slick, Slick who at the time. And, and, and maybe Paul Heyman. No, Heyman's up there for sure. And maybe I, Paul Heyman? I don't know. I, hey, Heenan and Heyman are in. Heenan and Heyman oh. are in. Heenan, Heyman, Sherry, Fuji. That's my Mount Rushmore of managers. Not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Nah, not at all. By the way, I, I like that when we were young, Slick looked like he was 60 years old, and he's like 60 years old now. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's, it's, I I, know. it's so true. He was all like 30 them. years old back then. It makes Kids no... Kids have no concept of age. Like, if you're, if you're over 25... You might as well but, be. Well, no, hold on. Kid. Let's be fair. Slick looked old, dude. This is crazy. Okay, in 1987, guys, Slick was 30. He was <laughs> nah. 30 years old. Yes, he was. Dude, he's only 63 right now. That's incredible. That that it doesn't even quite make sense. Um, it makes all right. no sense. Let's continue on. Mail. Hey there, first time, long time peckerhead. Have you guys addressed the fact that the maker of fine footwear is essentially running a wrestling podcast empire? Weren't you guys looking to start a new, new, new era of Cheap Heat? Is this too obvious or something? Why is Cheap Heat not reuniting like DX or the New Heart Foundation or the Bullet Club or you get the idea? Make it happen, Mage One, Jeff in Louisville. I have to I have to acknowledge this. It's a nice thought. I'm surprised that I didn't hear this sooner. Um, and it's, it's been something that I've thought about and at the same time felt, um, I don't know, a little bit weird about bringing it up if Shoemaker didn't bring it up 
You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> right. it, it would sort of seem like the obvious thing that if he had the ability to bring Cheap Heat into his world, it'd be it'd be done. It would and be done. Let, and let's be honest: rejection, rejection hurts. It doesn't hurt any less because it's your boy and you love him and your brothers for life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if we were to ask, and that would be a a thanks but no thanks situation. There's still some sting to it. Well, that's Listen, we all know that shoemakers are great guys. Oh no, hold on. One thing needs to be he established, is, which will make it sting even more. Which <laughs> that is a great point. But one thing that we do need to establish first and foremost about this: he's a great guy. Now, full yes. full disclosure, we've gone down the path with shoemaker before. In past moments, there have been conversations. And things fell apart. Um, and I think at that point it was like, let's just move on and not risk messiness between friends. That being said, I feel like at this point, since the since the people have asked, and you only live once, and we've been searching for a new, 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 new era for so long, I am sending Shoemaker the link to the program. I the, we all know the odds of Shoemaker responding. By the way, are what fifteen to twenty percent? Period. That is high. That and is, and that, at you're the feeling you're feeling good. At the very <laughs> least, let's have an exclusive for the cheap heat audience where we at least ask his his thoughts. What are your and thoughts? Listen, don't punk out, Pete. I, listen, whether he answers or not, wait. You he has appeared. You. He has appeared in the queue. <laughs> I'm looking at him. Hold on. That is him. Oh my goodness. He looks like wow. he looks sort of like starved and deranged like he's been <laughs> I, he's been worked really really hard like he's running an entire operation. Davis, how are you? I'm good. Back. I'm good. I've um I just got off the phone with Shawn Michaels and that is a uh humble brag and it's also totally true. Okay. I know some of you are going to be annoyed at me, but you have to trust the process here. Um, we are not going to be able to air the rest of this conversation with Shoemaker that just happened, okay? I don't think SGG and I spoke, and Dip, we spoke, didn't think it was prudent to talk about potential future plans of the podcast on the stream of this podcast. We didn't think that was, like, a cool move. So... All we'll say is there's something going on. And we'll be chatter when you hear that either that there's there's the beginning of a conversation happening and you need to go to our social medias at Rosenberg Radio at Stat Guy Greg and follow along there because we're not going to be able to include that shoemaker conversation within the podcast. So as you're hearing this, right when this podcast ends. Go to our social media and see what's going on. Now, as a bonus. There is something going on. There, and there is something going on. We've promised for a long time there'd be something going on. It appears now there is something going on based on the conversation that was just had. But that's, we have a, That's what you call a long-term booking. <laughs> thank you, SG. I'm talking, if any of the companies booked like us, come on. But. Give us the pencil, please. Yeah, but but we have something great coming up, a bonus that just popped up, and that is, SUG, we're going to be joined by Riddle. 
And whoa, bro, bro. So uh, we got to record this riddle interview and I am so thoroughly entertained with how it came out. I think you guys are going to love Matt Riddle if you've never heard from him before. So listen to this interview with Matt Riddle and then go on our social media at Stat Guy Greg at Rosenberg Radio. There is something going on. Ladies and gentlemen, let's continue on this wacky cheap heat and who better to continue on with than the original bro. There he is. Look at that. Yeah. Doing the whole what thing. Up? What up, dude? Thanks for having me, bro. <laughs> what up, man? How are you, Riddle? Good to see you, man. Hey, I'm good. I'm just chilling, hanging, and uh, just, you know, getting ready for some more action, you know, with Randy. Me and Randy, we've been torn. We've been killing it, and uh, we're just ready to have some more fun and keep doing what we're doing, you know. Now, what you've you've been living out your dreams the last couple of years um was this ever part of the matt riddle dream plan the the tagging with a future first ballot hall of fame guy like randy orton you know i don't know if it was this exact thing was on the docket or on the list of things to do but it was definitely an idea i've had in the back of my head for a very long time so when I saw an opportunity to make RK Bro, because I mentioned it probably a month or so before it actually happened. Well, who'd you mention? Who'd you mention it me. to? What's that? Who'd you mention it to? I mentioned it to some of the writers. Okay. Some of the boys in the back, and they all proceeded to laugh at me when I said how cool would RK Bro be. <laughs> so wait, so and is that then, is that really the that was the first little little kernel of of rk bro was just you mentioning it backstage to people i'll tell you this most of the things i do it's usually i I try to talk to the writing team i try to talk to all the camera crew i I try to talk to everybody and have fun with everybody and i've noticed by doing that my co-workers learn my mannerisms they learn my you know how i talk my my dialect i guess Uh and they, they can do things, you know, easier for me or more better for me, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, I think that's really it. So that's I, I try to do that. So, yes, the RK bro, I brought it up, you know, wishful thinking. It kind of got laughed at, and I was like, oh, that'll never happen. And then a couple weeks later, you know, Randy didn't have an opponent. I didn't have an opponent. Yep. And we made it happen, and uh, since we worked together that first time, we've been inseparable since. No, no. All right, so this is exciting information. I didn't realize that this just came kind of from your brain, RK Bro, because it really does feel so perfect. Now, Randy Orton of 2021 appears to me to feel different frankly, than even Randy Orton of when I first started doing kickoff shows in like late 16, early 17. Orton 21 is a different dude. He is like, seems really laid back um, and sort of into his veteran role. Did you have any interaction with the old Randy Orton? And am I crazy or do you notice a difference that it is a more chill laid back? Or, Or maybe you're the reason for that. Well, you know, uh, I, I definitely, I've met Randy before, but it was not like really in person. It was more so through social media and we worked for the same company. I was just an NXT and I caught Wendy wasn't a huge fan of mine. 
and uh mm. you know that'll happen there's a lot of people that aren't my biggest fans in the wwe i just you think you know it happened they're they're not <laughs> into the vibe they're not into the, the laid back you know I, I think it's you know i'm i'm a little i talk a lot of trash and i'm super laid back and the way i talk people take it I think it comes off that I had no respect for anybody, but I do. I respect everybody. I just talk a little too much trash. So I remember the the first thing Randy ever wrote to me was, it was after me and Stallion Pete won the tag team championships in NXT. And he goes, I get it now. Like, good luck. But, like, I still, like, like hate you or something. Like, he, you know, in Randy style. It was still like he said something mean to me, but it was okay. <laughs> and then I guess I came into the locker room and I didn't shake his hand. Oh, I, Jesus. I was like, I figured he was just busy and I didn't want to bother him. But I think he took that as disrespect at first too. But then like everybody, once you get to know me, I grow on you. And now me and Randy are quite tight and we're bffs and we have a lot of fun we enjoy i'll be honest i'd be lying we enjoy each other's company i mean the other day he invited me on the bus hang out on the bus wow so i got bus privileges now that's I mean, if he's huge out there, i'm not allowed on it but if he's on the bus i'm usually allowed on it now his driver knows me so it's kind of a pretty sweet deal i even get damian priest on the bus sometimes because he's one of my buddies too so you know, basically, Damian Priest is getting the rub by being my Yeah, friend. seriously. So, you know, a lot of things are happening. But me and Randy's relationship has very much so blossomed. And uh, and like I said, we really enjoy working with each other. I think especially, like you said, Randy's enjoying his veteran experiences. And that's his kind of role. And he is. And I think with me, and he's been doing a great job with me. He takes care of me. He, he, you know, he he doesn't, you know, he doesn't lead me astray. He keeps me on the right path, and you know, and he helps me out. He really does. So, yeah. So this like is so guy. this is a really situation, like Randy. Sorry. So, so it Go really ahead. is a situation to some degree. Just to sum it up, with like life imitating art to some degree. Like this is actually now the real relationship between Riddle and Randy Orton. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, I say goofy, stupid stuff all the time where Randy gives me a look and he's like, Riddle. And I'm like, what? You know, so. <laughs> well, to be fair, now, granted, sometimes it might be a little <laughs> over the top on TV. But in real life, I say I say goofy crap all the time and make him laugh. So, and that's basically it. I'm basically trying to make him laugh all the time on camera. Yeah, trying to pop trying Randy. To, you know. Uh, SGG, what do you have for uh, for Riddle? All right, so Riddle, you brought this up, and I didn't want to just let this breeze by. You talked about talking a lot of trash, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't think the phrase, you know, writing a check that your ass can't cash really applies to you, given your history, but via the talking of trash, you wrote a lot of checks, and are there some checks that you were still hoping in WWE for people to cash? Maybe the Brock match, perhaps, the Goldberg? I know both those guys are still around. They still have something in them. Or there's some people that you haven't publicly said that you want to see in the ring that you might want well, to see. Well, you know, I, I'll do this. I, I'm trying not to talk too much trash anymore, you know. <laughs> I don't want to upset the higher-ups. And uh, I said something about – I'm not going to mention the exact name, but, you know, he he's a chief of tribes. 
I said something about him recently. <laughs> we won't say who. He's a chief of tribes. Okay, got <laughs> it. Say, I'm not saying specific names. Okay. That could be anybody. That could be anybody. Totally. But he wasn't happy. I talked some trash about me moving the needle and selling merch, and he didn't like what I said. I, you know, I thought it was hilarious, but, you know, not everybody thinks like me. Uh, and then Brock, you know, I still want the match with Brock, but, uh, you know, I promised him I wouldn't call him out anymore. He asked me not to a couple years ago at a Royal Rumble. So I respect your wishes, Mr. Beast. I won't I won't call you out. And uh, But I'll say this, Bill, Bill Goldberg, I mean, I'll be honest, I think I've grown on the guy. Mm. I think he's grown on me a little. I think that match could possibly oh, happen. Really? I think yeah. that match could I think, you know, we both we both went to Saudi, you know, that we were both on the same airplane. You know, we had to you know, we bumped into each other quite a few times on that airplane. Okay. And uh I, I think I think I think we can get that match. I think I, I think we so, can pull that one off. No promises, but I think we might. <laughs> I'm hoping by in 2022 we get Riddle versus Goldberg. I, I'm, I'm telling you, the, the, it will sell tickets. Oh I know no, it please! It would it would be it would be amazing. But, say what? Say what? Brock. Out of, out of those matchups, I see that one happening the most realistic. Brock, you know, that's a dream of mine, but I don't I don't know about that. And the, the the one that we don't talk about, the chief of tribes, uh, you know, I just I don't think he's ready. I think not that, that he's not not that he could be <laughs> ready. I just don't think he, he wants to be ready. I, I, just like Randy, I don't think Randy was ready a couple of years ago for me. You right. know, it would have been too soon. I think right now, I think he's in the same situation. I don't think I don't think he's ready for me yet. I think I ruffled his feathers a little bit, you know, and he's a peacock, you know. He, you know, right. he doesn't like his feathers ruffled. A lot well, of guys I'll like him, that. Yeah. I'll let him groom himself that but, composure and I'll <laughs> I'll re, you know, try that at a later date. Um just so people don't ahead, pull that quote though. He's he doesn't mean ready as in he's not ready to for the fight, but just ready as in a relationship with Riddle yeah, in a more developed yeah, you, way. You know, just because like, people you know, are definitely gonna try rough, to pull that yeah. out and get you in trouble. Yeah, kind of like how I rubbed Bill the wrong way. I don't think Bill was ready for a relationship with me. And now over time and the years, you know, things have simmered down. You know, when you cook a soup, you got to boil it at first. That's right. You don't eat it while Slow it's boil. Boiling. Yeah, yeah. You got to let, let it, it sit. Simmer. Now, um, what about, am I, am I. You know what I'm saying? You am, know what I'm saying. Am I foolish or like generic in that I really would love to see, and I, I know some people could say it's too late. I don't think it is. Is there any chance we could ever get Riddle and RVD? Riddle and RVD? I know RVD is still one of the best athletes in sports entertainment today. The guy can still go, honestly, like. I would love to have a singles match with him or team up with him. I would like to do anything with RVD. I think he has it. <clears throat> I think he has it in the tank. I think he's got. I think he's got a lot more left. You know. I think you know he's just he's done so much already. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to you know just how do you top that? How do you top what he's already done? You know, and like what's the point of coming back if you're not gonna? How well, let's you see. Know? He's he's fi he's fifty on the dot. RVD, he's fifty on the dot. Okay. If RVD and Riddle got together, which we did at WrestleMania, we had a little back a moment. And forth. That was a great. That was a hilarious moment. Yeah. Just so 
More you so know, I don't know if like, that was in the script. You know, me and Rob just kind of, you know, won that one, <laughs> you know. So you, you did a great call. He was there, of course. You know, Collie's Collie. He nailed it. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> it was a, for me, it was a fun time at WrestleMania. Is it, dude, honestly, since I came up to the main roster, I know people talking about this curse or what have you, but it's been, like, awesome. I won my first singles championship on main sure roster. Sure did. Champion, I'm tag team champion right now with Randy freaking Orton. I know it's like Seth freaking roll, but it's Randy Orton, the legend killer, the viper, the apex predator, and my best friend, my best buddy. Yo, it's an, it's it, it has been a pretty amazing run. And how different is this? First of all, how different is this than when you were f- fighting? Uh, in terms of preparation, nerves, etc. And as a kid, what was your dream more? Was it to fight or was it to wrestle? You know, uh, the preparation and stuff like this. Wrestling's different because it's like nonstop preparation, nonstop, you know, looking a certain way, looking the part, being ready to recite a whole paragraph or two paragraphs off a sheet of paper on live television. It's a... wrestling it's it's demanding it's very demanding in a different way but once you get confident enough and you're you know you feel good enough it becomes one of like it it, for me it's like almost like a therapy session when i go out there and wrestle when i go out there and cut a promo because i get to like go out there express myself with my body express myself with my voice express myself with my mind and i get to do it on live television in front of a live audience and i get to see their reaction to me you know so i mean i forgot what the question was but uh and i do that all the time <laughs> ask oscar i'll just forget what i'm saying difference differences but, uh, between, the, between yeah you got it the differences between wrestling and fighting and and also which did you dream of doing first wrestling or fighting You know, the dream, I always dreamt about wrestling. But at the end of the day, I always wanted to be a, you know, badass and be able to fight and break people if I had to, you know. And when I grew up watching wrestling, all the guys that were, like, the best of the best were guys that could do both. Like, they could be great sports entertainers, but they also had, like, a shoot side to them. Or they were at least athletic enough or strong enough where they, they could be a threat in real life, you know. And I always felt like, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler, but I always wanted that wild card up my sleeve if I ever needed to pull it, you know? And I feel like I've yeah. been able to accomplish both. You sure? Who you are sure your have. favorite guys in that regard? The guys who you say could, you know, could be some My favorite guys like that my, in regard would be like, uh, say, like uh, Owen Hart. Owen Hart had an amateur background and he could wrestle with the best of them. But if you got, you know, you've got Lippy with him, he could take it back you know kurt henning one of those guys even though he's not a huge fan of me brock lesnar's one of those guys you know ken shamrock about to say you gotta be one a of shamrock those guys guy. you know uh and for me like i've really enjoyed the guys that could do it all you know like even kurt angle probably the top of the list rob van dam the guy has guy can do splits on chairs holding like 200 pound dumbbells he can do all these spinning kicks he jumps 20 feet off the turnbuckle to do a frog splash you know like these guys are making something that's a show and they're making it look like real contests and that's what i want to do when i perform that's what i strive for and i think that's what makes you 
a legend. You know, I think in the world of professional wrestling, if you want to be remembered and you want to be one of the best, you have to be entertaining. You have to have a certain look and you got to be able to go in that ring at a certain level. And if you can do all those things, you're going to you're going to be somebody that, you know, but then there's also others that are so good on the microphone. That's all they almost needed, you know, and you can you can weigh it out. But for me, I want all three and I want to be like an 80 or 90 stat and everything, you know, because I feel like that's how I get to that next level. Now, r- real quick, for anyone listening in the uh, tri-state area here, should be noted, of course, tickets are available right now to mm-hmm. Survivor Series and Raw at the Barclays Center. Survivor Series on the 21st, uh, Raw's at the 22nd, and then uh, RK Bro will be back Monday, November 29th at UBS Arena on Long Island. You could catch um, Riddle there as well. Tickets are available to all three shows. Um, I mean... I feel like the people in the tri-state area are just being spoiled with all that RK Bro action, Survivor Series, Raws, all that goodness, all it, that though. RK Bro just dripping out of your sandwich we like that's it. cheese. That's what we are. We're the cheese on your sandwich. RK Bro, we keep it together. It's tasty. It's savory. Bite into it. <laughs> now, I want to play you a couple songs and see what kind of reaction these songs get from our, uh, from from Riddle, I should say. Because I don't really know your musical taste. So I'm just going to throw a couple things up here and we'll see the reaction we get in live time from Matt Riddle. climb a ladder or something but yeah that's a great song i've listened to that one plenty of times it's good especially with you hanging with some friends and you got some munchies with you you know it's a, it's a good time good what about time from what right about this there. one you familiar with this gem Mm-hmm. You've heard this I too. I believe another song, uh, that one's about flying an airplane. It's like, get high, 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 high. But, you know. What you is know, your... Man, you know, there's all these subliminal messages <laughs> in these musics. And I know, so, the music you know, does that. one of them. What's one your, of the many. What's your, ge- what's your genre of choice generally, Riddle? When you're out on the road, you're at the gym, what is Riddle listening to? Honestly, it's usually whatever my friends want to listen to. I'm not too picky of a guy. Wow. I mean, if it comes to food, I'll make that choice, you know. But uh, when it comes to music in the car, on the bus, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll ask for a song or two to be played. Like, hey, like uh, play Still Believe by Tim Capella, you know. Or, hey, play A Horse With No Name by America. Or, you know, play Jukebox Hero. We got stars in my eyes. You know, to rock you like a hurricane, maybe. You know, or maybe Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. You know, whatever, dude. <laughs> I bring it all. I'm very well versed in the music arts. Not perfectly. I can't sing them or play them, but I like them. Let's hear. That's this. This here's a riddle. 
Oh yeah, JD and Priest would be so happy right now. <laughs> He's gonna be fun. Go Riddle, go Riddle. Dude, the guy playing is so good, Capella. So, yeah, this is a joint. I don't know. I don't know this song. This is a joint. Oh, dude, have you ever seen the Lost Boys? Yeah, this is from the Lost Boys. Dude, then they're at the concert in the beach, and it's like, I still believe. Oh and yeah, I do actually remember song. that. That song's hard. Trash cans everywhere. <laughs> like, where does this happen? Because I'm trying to get a party <laughs> on the beach like this. Because, I don't know. Maybe that was just the times. Well, well, where then. did you? How did? How did you become this way though? Because you would have thought you were born in like. In L.A. or Malibu, not in Pennsylvania. How did you become who you are? Dude, you know what the craziest part is? I get this all the time. And I try to explain, like, is it like how are you like this, like the way you talk and everything. I swear I've talked like this ever since I was a kid. I've talk, I just talk, I talk really slow. I feel like my words are all drawn out. I trust me. I try to talk fast sometimes and it still sounds like I'm talking slow. <laughs> and uh, my daughter, my daughter, I think she's been to California once. She was born in Nevada. Talks just, she looks just like me. Talks just like me. Acts just like me. It's just, I think it's just a genetic thing, man. <laughs> Has nothing to do with where you're from. I'm just from... Born in Pennsylvania, raised in upstate New York, and I look like and talk like I'm from California. I can't, you know, but, you know, I, I'll say this, you know, I don't think people should just stereotype just because I have long hair, sure. flat-brimmed hat, can skateboard and surf and ride dirt bikes and wrestle <laughs> and fight. Doesn't mean I'm just from California, man. True. Just because, you know, I mean, that's, I might, doesn't sound like some of the New other York. delights another Californian might like. Doesn't mean I'm from California. I'm my own person, man. I could be from anywhere in the, in the world. Don't just assume I'm from California. Wait, what was you your know, what was your actual you order? Don't see, you don't see me get all worked up about it. No, no, no. I just, you know, I keep it in. I'm like, you don't know any better. You weren't raised properly. You're just making assumptions <laughs> that I'm from California. And it's all good, dog. It's all Wait, good, man. You went to high school in Saratoga Springs. Is that what it was? That's it, Saratoga Springs. One of the craziest high school mascots. You know what it was? No. A blue streak. Oh, yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. Just the blue, blue streak. Bolt of lightning. <laughs> I never understood. I was like, everybody's a Trojan, a wolf, a horse, something. And I'm just, just a streak. I'm a blue streak, bro. And I'm like, damn. Is it, is, it, is it true you, you actually pinned John Jones in high school? You know, I'll say this. I've beaten John Jones on two separate occasions. Two separate occasions. But we need to clear the record. I don't want John Jones coming at me. The guy's a wild man these days. And all I'm going to say is <laughs> I beat him twice. I've won two tournaments that he took third at. I technically didn't beat him head to head. I beat the guy who always beat up on him. I pinned the guy who beat up on him. So, Tana, but I did practice with John, 
And I feel like I had his number, at least back in 2004. Today, not so sure. He is like the GOAT of mixed martial arts. I think his only loss is when he used a, a legal elbow to like kill somebody. So so, so, know, so this is not correct, bad. though. When, if people say that you pinned John Jones, that's incorrect. You did not pin him. You beat him I in tournaments. I did not pin John Jones. I just pinned the guy that pin beat up John, John Jones. Jones. Okay, got it. You won the but, tournaments. Got but it. I'll say this. In 2004, John Jones would have stepped up into the state finals against Riddle, the original bro, the stallion. He knows what would have happened. I know what would have happened. I would have shook <laughs> his right. hand, whistle would have blown. I would have grabbed a hold of his body, thrown him on his back, and pinned him for the one. Because in amateur wrestling, it's just a one cap. Oh, just a it, right. You know, just one. Yeah. They cap the three in their head and then slap them back. You really saved the world because because he would probably be. Working at Walmart or something like that if you shattered his dream in 2004. Well, the thing is, somebody else shattered his dream, but I think it actually <laughs> started the fire in him, you know? I think before, he was probably just going to be just another dude, just right. another guy, just whatever. But then when he lost and then saw me pin the guy he lost to in the finals and then blow those kisses to that crowd and just getting booed by everybody because people weren't happy with the call. Technically, they got pinned the guy in overtime, but like it was like my shoe came off and it was a whole thing and people weren't happy. The crowd was pissed, really? but I got the win. I pinned him. Heel, <laughs> heel riddle going all the way back to 2004. Oh, Since 2004. Back in the day when I wrestled amateur, I was such a punk. I'd do injury time, like I'd go really hard at the guy, and then, uh, and then like, oh, injury time, like stop the clock, you know. Well, that's an. By the way, you should bring that move back one day. That's awesome. Um, what? Which one? The heel? The yeah, like the, time? yeah, like where you're going so hard, but you also simultaneously do little cheap things like ask for time. Cla yeah. That's classic yeah. heelish. I feel. I feel like now, if I just lose my breath or I'm out of breath, it just looks like I'm tired, and <laughs> I'm just like, and I just look at the crowd like. <sighs> <sighs> I'm exhausted. Oh, all right. We're being told we're being told Riddle has to go do more press. But man, this was awesome. Thanks for coming to hang out on Cheap Heat, dude. Hey, right. no problem. Thank Thanks for really. having me, gentlemen. And hey, have a have a great day. Yeah, we'll see you in Brooklyn. Sounds good, dude. Brooklyn. Peace. There he is, Riddle, ladies and gentlemen. Uh I, I enjoyed that. Wonderful bonus episode. That is a real bonus, right? That is. And you know what? I can see what he says about just growing on people. I, by the way, it's amazing, and I'll tell you, guys like Riddle are, in a lot of ways, it's why you love wrestling, because you don't know where the character ends. Even, you yep. you jumped on SUG like a few seconds late when he was explaining how the idea came to be, and how um, him and Randy's friendship has evolved. It's literally the same as the bit. It's just the bit is turned up a little louder, it's exactly but it's the, what we saw. it's exact. So that's literally why you love it. And I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, wait for the mailbag. I bet we get more emails on people enjoying the riddle interview than any interview we've done in a very long time. Like there was no way to not be amused by his, even when he was rambling, it's still funny and entertaining. Yeah. And he, he has a certain charm that I don't think you can fake or even emulate. So it's just like, you know, hate to bring up RVD's catchphrase because they they so intertwined with the comparisons, but he is really one of a kind, Matt Riddle. Um, listen, today has been interesting to say the least. Uh, Want to remind everyone to go over to the social media 
uh, to me and SGG's social media and um, see what's gone on. Um, there, I'll just say this. Oh, there will be chatter. Yeah, there's something going on, and we will update you as soon as we can with what's going on. SGG, enjoy yourself. Stay mage, P. wrestler in the history of the art form. M -m 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 Mitch.